This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of uh, heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. I do own Bitcoin. There is no second best. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, designed to help you navigate the dynamic world of cryptocurrency. We're here for anyone who is interested in crypto at all. Maybe you already dipped your toe in the water, or maybe you don't know anything about it, and this is the very beginning. But we recommend heading back to the early episodes to get your footing. However, if you think you're ready to dive in head first, then let's do it. On this week's episode, we unpack the news that you've undoubtedly heard about, the demise of FTX the exchange that was number two in the world. And what a story this is. My name's Tracy, and as always, I'm joined by my mates from the Bamboo app, Blake and Craig. Hey, guys. Hey, Trace. How you doing? Yeah, well, Craig, how you going? Great, thanks. I um, am underwater by a lot, so don't <laughs> check your portfolios, guys. <laughs> I don't know. We've had a bit of a bounce, actually, this morning. But look, we're doing a special episode. We're going to drop this one a little bit earlier than normal because it has been a wild and bumpy few days. And this is our first emergency (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Emergency broadcast, folks. But look, we thought we needed to do this to um, just give everyone a complete rundown on exactly what has happened, uh, not just the last few days, days, but the weeks or possibly week or two leading into this and what has happened with FTX. So look, personally, I thought that there was only room for one big lunaresque type crypto event this year, but it turns out there was another one to come, an even bigger and more spectacular event, if you could believe it. And I, to, to be fair, probably couldn't. But let's get straight into this absolutely massive story that's taken a lot of people by surprise this week. Let's start by saying it's November 2022. And again, the world's second biggest crypto exchange, FTX, is on the brink of bankruptcy. We're all pretty shocked, aren't we? Yeah, I'm more so shocked by how public the fallout was. Like, we'll go through it, obviously, but, you know, Twitter jabs from billionaire founders to each other. It all, it, we are really in the wild, wild west as an industry and very, very early on in it just seeing it completely capitulate in front of our eyes is it's it's been something yeah watching it all unfold on the public forum like twitter and seeing all the transactions you know being traceable on the public blockchain seeing you know people's actions move around in real time it's incredible in traditional finance you know you wouldn't hear about this stuff until it's until it's all done so incredible to watch it unfold and cz is now the daddy of crypto he has now been crowned the daddy and who is cz craig because we got it there's a few there's a few different people in this story and we need to explain who they are for everybody okay so CZ is the founder of Binance. He's a key character in the story, Trace. 
an SBF who we will refer to as well, Sam Bankman-Fried. He is the founder of FTX. So they're the two main characters here, a hero and a villain. Yeah, both people we've spoken about on the podcast a lot you know, over, the last, yeah. over the last year. So they are the two main characters in this story. So let's get going. So I think, like I said, this story does have quite a few twists and turns and quite honestly needs some explaining. So to give our listeners a rundown on how this played out, let's start with the backstory on FTX and Binance because Binance is the number one exchange in the world and FTX um, number two. So do you want to give us a backstory on those two, Craig? Yeah. So FTX, they were founded in 2019 and they quickly shot up to be the number two and the darling of last year's bull market. And even, you know, some this bear market, they've been offering to buy people out, been offering to rescue people. Sorry, Craig, not people, companies. And yep, companies. Yeah. They try to bail out companies. <laughs> um, people too. Try to bail out anyone. Yeah, people too. Probably yeah, sure. people too. Who knows? Tracy, yeah, you're a user. I know mm-hmm. I, I wasn't onto it, but um, yeah, I think they had very deep liquidity. You could get very good prices on there and they had a very good UI. So they shot up the ranks quite quickly. Now, where Binance come into it is that Binance were actually the seed investor to FTX early days. Now, CZ um, invested into Sam and they were doing so well that Sam actually bought CZ out of his shares into FTT token, which as um, we've spoken about in the past, is the exchange token that they use for awards, they use to burn. Um, There's a bunch of things that they do with that. And yeah, CZ sold his FTX equity for the token. How much was that, Craig? Uh, Two billion. Okay. So pretty good, pretty good investment. Mm. He he seeded it two years later, he got paid out two billion. So pretty good, pretty good. Mm. Two billion at those prices now. I don't think so. Well, um, not a right lot, now. A lot less. Not right obviously now. Obviously, at the time, a very good exchange. Yeah. Yep. Now, there's another company we're going to talk about called Alameda Research. This was SBS' first company. He got he started them in 2017, and they're essentially a trading firm similar to Three Arrows Capital. So, Alameda was working quite closely with FTX and SBF. SBF owns 90% of equity in Alameda. So this is worth noting as a big piece of the story, Trace. Yeah, yeah. But let's leave that there and fast forward to early November, a few weeks back when things started to get a little heated on Twitter. So for those listening to our podcast, you'll know that a few weeks back, Blake and I talked about the fact that Sam's been spending a lot of time in Washington lobbying for crypto regulation and spending a lot of money on that too, and in particular regulation that would potentially suit FTX. So apparently this is where he was really pushing the interests of just FTX and hearsay is that he was negatively speaking about CZ and Binance, or at least that's what CZ thought was happening. And he posted as much on Twitter, which is where things started to get um, a little bit heated. But in tandem, something else was happening as well, Blake. Yeah, while this was happening, there were leaked documents about Alameda, the hedge fund of FTX. Coindesk released an article showing the balance sheet of Alameda. So I don't know how they got this, but a large portion of their balance sheet um, was made up of their own FTT token um, that they created you know, out of thin air. And it did have market value, um, but you know, not that much liquidity. So, you know, uh, who's to say if it was actually worth that much money or anywhere near it? Yeah. And I think the, the, the issue there is to unpack that a little bit more is that 
if they've claimed to have 5.8 billion of FTT token and the FTT token is only worth 3 billion because the tokens they claim to have aren't live on the market yet, then the tokens are essentially not worth that because for you to sell those tokens, you have to crush the price, which is what we're seeing mm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alameda was using these tokens on their balance sheet to borrow money from FTX client yes. funds, customer funds, to then use in their trading activities. Now, this is an extremely dangerous path to go down because I would suggest that the terms and conditions on the platform on FTX say... It's illegal. Yeah, that they're, they're not doing this activity. Um, and it means that, you know, Alameda messed up somewhere. They lost potentially billions of dollars and been trying to trade their way out of it with client funds. So they were working outside the terms. Yeah, well, the rumour is, rumour mill, is that Alameda were caught up in the lunar crash Mm, and SBF secretly, you know, didn't tell his team, didn't tell anyone at FTX, look, we'll give you this money um, to keep you afloat for now because if it comes out, then the market's just going to just delay the inevitable essentially. Mm, Okay, well, that's... that's, uh that's a bit of a rumour. So now we've got a unhappy CZ who at this stage has, um, you know, like we mentioned, $2 billion worth of this FTT, which worked out to be 17.7% of the FTT token to potentially drop on the market, which is what he intended to do. And he made these intentions public on the 6th of November, stating due to recent revelations that have come to light, we've decided to liquidate any remaining FTT on our books. We will do so in a way that minimises market impact. Mm -hmm. Due to market conditions and the limited liquidity, we expect this will take a few months to complete. Binance always encourages collaboration between industry players. Uh, Regarding any speculation as to whether this is a move against a competitor, it is not. Our industry uh, is in its nascency and every time a a project publicly fails, it hurts every user uh, and every platform. That was the the line he gave, Craig. Yeah, exactly right. So CZ got a wind of this, of the news of Alameda's balance sheet, and there's actually a really good article that explains it. We'll put it in the show notes below. So he's gotten wind of this, now he's selling, and now almost immediately in response, the Alameda CEO, Caroline Ellison, tweeted that they would publicly buy all of Binance's FTX tokens for $22. And at this point, FTX was probably around, you know, 23, 24. So that she offered a lower price to get the whole deal done. CZ declined. And that's when we see FTT start to really spiral out of control and really go down. Yeah, this is interesting that CZ declined this offer. Um, You know, if he had the opportunity to get rid of, I think at that time, his tokens would have been worth about $500 million USD. Why wouldn't he take it? Rather, he wanted to sell the tokens on the market and then presumably crash the price of the FTT token and then you know, potentially adversely affect Alameda and FTX. He, a lot of people asked him that. He, he, he's, there is a Twitter feed, which I'll try and find and also put in notes, where he was asked that and there's a few different answers that he gives. It's a kind of a little bit convoluted um, and there's reasoning why he wanted to stay on the free market. I pretty much got the gist that he didn't believe that that offer 
he bluffed. He did, he thought there's no way they could do that offer mm. because he looked at the books. He's yeah. like, nah. Yeah. Anyway, that's conjecture. So yeah, we can always speculate on that. So the next day um, is when the tweets in the public eye caused things to really escalate. It was now November seven, uh, four days ago, uh, and CZ tweeted the CEO of Binance liquidating our FTD token is to manage our risk. Learning from Luna, who we've given support to before, but we don't pretend to make love after divorce. We are not against anyone and we won't support people who lobby other industry players behind their backs. So a bit bit of a shot there from CZ saying, hey, you know, I don't like the behavior that Sam's been doing in Washington. Uh, you know, it's not good for the industry. And he's basically saying that the FTT token is like Luna. And we all know that- Which is massive. Yeah. That's when people really started to freak out because a lot of people would have been in them, both, both of them. So that was the big thing. Yeah, and as a result, SBF from FTX tweeted back saying a competitor is trying to go after us with false rumors, FTX is fine, assets are fine. And this is when um, everyone really started to panic. But that t- And he actually took that tweet down. He deleted it. That t- tweet Which gone. was another panic stations. Yep. And that it's actually at that point when Craig and um, Blake and I are in a group chat and it's at that point that we were actually in a group chat together then someone put in there that uh, perhaps we should get our funds off FTX. Um, and th- I think that was on Monday, wasn't it? And I, I kind of thought, look, you know, it's probably probably nothing, but better to be um, safe than sorry. i got to say I was sceptical. And as, as the boys have said, I am an FTX user. Um, I like the UX. I use Binance as well. But I did take that advice and I did take my funds off and I was early enough to get my funds out of there and it was the right choice because it is better to be safe than sorry in this environment. Yes, so the panic did set in then and I was lucky enough to get my funds out at that point. Yeah, and then that's when the panic was really at an all-time high and they had $6 billion in net withdrawals in 72 hours. (laughs) Banks were like, like they were just a shambles. It was taking a few people a while and then SBF tried to calm everyone down, which he – this has now been deleted, which I think, you know, he tried to calm everyone down, deleted it, and then probably threw, threw more on the fire. So he said, a competitor's trying to go after us with some false rumors. FTX is fine. Assets are fine, which is now a meme, that line. Um, FTX has more than enough to cover all holdings. We don't invest client assets. We've been processing withdrawals and will continue to be. We're heavily regulated. Um, he also says at the end here, I'd love it, CZ, if we could work together for the ecosystem. So he's sort of tail between his legs, freaking out a little bit. But then he deletes it anyway. So he ramps up the panic anyway. Now, um, on, on November 8, just three days ago, FTT had plummeted well below the $22 threshold that Alameda CEO Caroline um, offered to buy the FTT tokens from CZ at, and it sunk to about $15 per token. Now, if Alameda's balance sheets were accurate, as alleged in the Coindesk report, the fund is most certainly insolvent now because of its FTT holdings. Now, there was deafening silence here and FTX didn't say anything publicly for that whole day. And then the real kicker kicks in. (laughs) Guys, the withdrawal button, everyone's worst nightmare, goes grey and they have pause withdrawals. And now people 
that are stuck by Sam. Oh, you shouldn't. This know, is bad. Really, this, this is, is so bad. bad. Yeah, yeah. If I hadn't have got my funds out, this would have been a nightmare. Yeah. So the crypto Twitter was in peak war room state. Memes flying. People saying that you know I've got all my money on there, <sighs> and it was complete another dumpster fire. Mm. So that is sort of where we're still at. But there's been, there's been also the story which we'll go through. But we've reported so many times, you know, in the last few months that that Sam and FTX have been the, the white knight riding in to save the day to another falling company and this time it was him that needed saving. He was in an absolute state and at this point uh, things got so bad that he had to make the call that he never wanted to make and he had to ask Binance for help. And it was shortly after this that an announcement was made. Uh, FTX put this one out saying a strategic transaction with Binance had been made. Uh, I'm not. Sh- we weren't sure what that was, but then another announcement from CZ was out on Twitter saying FTX was in trouble. We bought them to save them. So everyone was talking. Jeez. You know, hostile takeover was complete. Um, that's what it looked like anyway. But the Binance deal was just for a letter of intent. It wasn't actually an acquisition. So they wanted to do due diligence on FTX to see, you know, what the balance sheet looked like, what the state of play was. Um, and unfortunately, all they needed was 24 hours of looking at their books. And apparently um, there was a hole that was too big to fill. Rumours have it at $10 billion. And Binance is now backed out of the deal. Um, so this is incredible... Um, incredible blunder by FTX and the management team um, blowing a hole in their balance sheet without anyone knowing to the to the tune of potentially $10 billion. And the tweet from CZ said, you know, they were hoping that they could support um, and bail out FTX, um, but, you know, it was beyond their control and their ability to help. So pretty crazy stuff there. Yeah, well, the rumour has it, another rumour mill, love it, that the takeover price was $1. All they had to do was fill the hole. And Binance still said no. Too um, big. Too big to fill. And this is actually dramas for SPF because Binance is probably the only exchange that could probably do this deal. Mm. There's none others. There's FTX number two, Binance number one. So Binance turning away from the deal sort of tells you that he could have owned the whole market and he still said no. Um, and you could even tell by the language when SPF tweeted, he said, you know, we're getting acquired. And then CZ tweeted, he said, we're looking into it. We have the rights to back out, you know, so you could sort of sense yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. the desperation from the FTX team. Um, Twitter deal all over again. Yes. And then CZ, he dropped an internal email that's, of course, getting leaked. Um, I'm sure these exchange employees' inboxes are blowing up. Um, no, no, I think that was on Twitter. He put it on Twitter. Oh, he put it on Twitter. Okay, cool. Oh, no, the, the SPF one got leaked. Yeah, um, yeah, this one went on Twitter. So what was the summary of that one? So a bit of a summary. He debunked rumours and memes on Twitter that this was part of a genius master plan. It wasn't. He said FTX going down is not a win for Binance because it's bad for the whole industry. This is true. Consumer confidence is severely shaken. Regulators will not forget this. I think, you know, CZ has always been not favorable in the US government um, because obviously they have ties, you know, to China. They're not American. So he's always had a bit of dramas there. Employees should not sell their bags. Um, so he's saying, you know, insider trading risk. Insider yeah. trading is never, never, never a good thing, which, yeah, true. Didn't want to comment on the sale, didn't have enough information and he said never use your token, you create it as collateral and then he further also said that he, um, Binance and Binance's token had never been used as collateral and then he said that Binance are now going to be um, releasing a proof of assets 
product on their platform where you can go in there and see, you know, he's already sort of started on that quite quickly. So, yeah, CZ and Binance are also in damage control as well, trying to, you know, win back some of the confidence. Yep. So that last point is a key one and it's the same problem that sank Luna. FTX, the token that FTX created was inappropriately used as collateral to borrow um, against for liquidity. Um, the same thing happened with Luna. Uh, and the collateral was used to back the UST stablecoin. And when it faced a downward sell pressure, it just caused um, essentially the, the company or the organization to be margin called um, and then you know, capitulation, a very fast fast way to get to zero. There's 100% going to be a movie about this. Yeah, mm. <laughs> definitely. Oh, yeah. And did you see that meme this morning that it was Jonah Hill that's going to play <laughs> Sam? <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, I just remember Jenny Hill from Wolf of Wall Street. He was so good in that movie. But it is true, though. You've got those, like, Sam photos from early on when he's, like, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and young, and now he's, like, this jittering, like, kind of heavier-looking Sam that's, like, definitely worn him down. Clearly stressed. Oh, look. Like, but, you know, honestly, how could a company that was worth $30 billion a few months ago, you know, raising billions from investors, making eight figures in revenue per day, suddenly now, you know, just gone, you know, liquidated. Is it greed, stupidity, you know, negligence? Alameda also, another another part of the story as well, Alameda and FTX are huge investors in Solana and the Solana ecosystem. Oh, so they your had a darling. Whole, your darling is dying. They had a whole layer one ecosystem to pillage from and they still mm. managed to get wiped out. So don't use leverage, kids. That's, mm. I think that's, that's the lesson in all this. What happens next then, Craig? So... Sam put out another tweet overnight, which probably made it probably made things really worse. Really flimsy said, excuses, sorry, but yeah. He said, I'm sorry, you know, I stuffed up. Um, he pretty much concluded, you know, we'll put a link in our show notes um, to the thread, but he pretty much concluded that Alameda is uh, winding down. Alameda are no longer going to be a trading arm that he will be running. And he also said that FTX... The plan, the way out is to raise cash. So he's going to go to the market and try to raise. Um, I don't know if any investors are going to take that, but he he says no promises there. But that's his, which is quite worrying. He said that's his that's his way out. If they can't raise successfully, though, uh, they'll most likely fail, uh, file for bankruptcy. And FTX Alamada and FTX Fences websites are all down right now. Withdrawals are frozen and users are locked out of their funds, which is deeply depressing for anyone that's involved there. And most of FTX's legal and compliance team have quit. So mm, no surprises there. Yeah, and actually some breaking news has just broken. My mate's an editor at Cointelegraph. So this the latest piece of the story is that Bahamas Securities Regulator freezes all FTX assets. The Bahamas Security Commission, because FTX, if the FTX International is based out of Bahamas, this has been a bit of a meme. He, you know, he owns half of the Bahamas apparently. Um, he said FTX assets could not be moved without the approval of a Supreme Court appointed liquidator. So um, it sounds like this bankruptcy process um, is going to be dragging out now, and that. You know, the withdrawal button not being grey is looking like a long way away. Yeah, so the SEC as well as the Department of Justice in the US have announced that they're investigating everything, as well as this VC investors have taken a massive hit. Sequoia, um, a famous California-based VC fund, has already marked their FTX investments as zero. I've heard of other groups that had 
invested $500 million into FTX and also had hundreds of millions of dollars sitting on their platform that's now vaporized. And other big investors like Jump, Genesis, Paradigm will most likely all suffer from the FTX contagion, you know, and then, you know, what's going to happen with all the acquisitions that, you know, FTX tried to make, you know, they've have Voyager, um, they have the BlockFi, uh, sorry, not BlockFi, Blockfolio. Blockfolio, FTX yeah. have, Blockfolio. yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. All this is, it goes deep. And when, when Blake says contagion, I think that's a really good point to sort of touch on because, if you're a hedge fund and you've just taken a loss on FTX, obviously because it's worth zero, and you're up on a you know a few other positions, you're going to be looking to now sell to try to plug your hole to your investors. So this is when the whole contagion thing starts, where all of a sudden everyone is trying to chase their tail, and it's creating a bit of a snowstorm. Bit of history though, all of this marks the one year anniversary of all time high this week. But also, Tracy, did you know that the 2017 bear market was exactly a year, the same thing happened exactly a year and it marked the bottom. So take that information what you will. But I did hear that. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take some comfort in that fact there. But let's try and find the positives right now because we like to try and find the silver lining in these kind of activities. And look, we're all in favour of regulation and this kind of cements the reasons why we need some sort of regulation. Um, so exchanges will face more regulation to come out of this and they're going to be looking at things more closely and customers will now demand to see, you know, proof of reserves and thing, things like this. And, um, you know, to help with this, as a few that have come out you know, in the last 24 hours, um, OK, X, Qcoin and Binance and a few others have announced that they're going to be dropping uh, this in the next month or so. Mm, yeah. And, you know, leading on from that, I think what we're going to see is, you know, a more of a shift potentially towards decentralized protocols, you know. You basically, yeah, you basically get what you're given with a, with a decentralized protocol. The rules are defined. It's open sourced. Everyone knows, you know, what's going to happen. Um, but when you're dealing with these centralized entities you know they can be this for want of a better word fuckery <laughs> <laughs> well that's it with DeFi, it's all out there and in, in the positions made public isn't it you know yeah, you're, there's, you're, there's you're bound yeah but you're bound yeah. by the code you know the code will liquidate you the code will tell you what's happening so all hail DeFi. It cements where we're going in the DeFi space when something like this happens. So what else are we grateful for? You know, I think SBF, all three of us trusted, the whole market trusted. And this is another example that you can't trust anyone. <laughs> you have to be very careful. Yeah, we're just in a really fortunate environment here in Australia where our exchanges um, are really great and they don't offer leverage trading um, and they take a more of a conservative view. And as well as that, there are other great trading um, exchanges out there like Coinbase who have their balance sheet as public record because they're a publicly listed company. So, you know, not all is lost. There are still great um, your options out there for traders and, and for people participating in the sector. However, you know, this is going to, I think, make people a lot more conservative. Yeah, and I think this is like the lunar Mount Gox moment in, in the markets where for sure we will we will get past this um, and we probably look back on and these times like we did in 2018 think we wish we, you know, were, were dollar cost averaging. We wish we were not in the news and not 
trading and not getting caught up in the hysteria and just getting a new hobby trace. I might <laughs> learn how to paint or something. I don't know. I might yeah. I don't know, I might come up with a new hobby, play some golf. Yeah, give it a go. Look, we all three of us remain true supporters of this space and what it has to offer in the long term. We've watched how resilient the crypto market can be over the last few years, which is why we're confident that these type of bad actors will eventually be weeded out and allow the market to grow to what it was intended to be. In the meantime, as Craig said, we'll continue to practice what we preach, which in the bamboo model is to dollar cost average into the market over time. There's no such thing as, you know, get rich quick. Leverage is not your friend. We have all, well, a lot of us have learned that. I definitely have. But also, Tracy, when I, when I called you yesterday in a panic, you gave me some really good advice. Um, you said, don't keep all your assets in the one place, like, don't keep all your assets on your Binance account, your MetaMask, your your Bamboo. Spread it. Spread the love. Mm. Um, mitigate your risks because you just never. Wise know. words from me. Wise words from Tracy. Not financial advice. And that's it for this extra special episode this week. We'll be back with our regular news episode for you next week. And because this one is definitely uh, sure to be a talking point, we'll jump in the Facebook group. If anyone's not in there, please join us there, Crypto Curious Facebook group. Uh, there'll be some chatter in there for sure about this one and we'll um, put some links that we've mentioned in this podcast there and um, join in in the chat for any questions that we maybe can help to answer. So again, thanks for joining us on this special episode and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Crypto Curious is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Crypto Curious are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act of 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Crypto Curious acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.